So today is a Sunday after the Ascension. Ascension was Thursday, 40 days um, after um, Resurrection Sunday. And Pentecost is 10 days after Ascension, which is next Sunday. So 40 days after the resurrection, Jesus ascended for 10 days. His followers went to Jerusalem and waited for the promise of the Father, which was the Holy Spirit, which came at Pentecost 10 days. We can go home now. We know everything. Uh, that's important. It's important in the way that we as a church worship and understand how God moves in our life, and I want to speak to that today, but um, oftentimes we don't always hear what we say in our liturgy, so I want to kind of unpack just a little bit by reading slowly um, our collect of the day. So let's pray. Oh God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before. Amen? Amen. So, um, just a little bit of introduction. Uh, we have been preaching through the book of Acts, uh, at least the, the appointed scriptures for Acts for this Easter season. Um, and this one today uh, was a little obscure, um, and so I backed up and had our readers read from verse 12 instead of starting with Peter standing up and talking about Judas dying and children, his bowels gushing out of me, just like, okay, what kind of insight can I get for the life of church with that text? But as I backed up and I read John's prayer from 17, um, a word jumped out at me, and I realized it's one of those religious words that we don't always understand. The word is sanctify. Um, it comes in our, our liturgy every week. We talk about sanctifying the bread and wine that may be the body and blood of Christ, setting it apart, um, making it holy, however you want to see that. And then we say, sanctify us also, um, that we may. So what is Sanctification. And so I did a little research on that, just to kind of intro, because what I want to say is, I believe that Acts 1 was the beginning of the disciples and the followers' sanctification process, all right? So um, sanctification, to make holy, to declare something holy. And then I love this definition I found. It's more along my understanding. Sanctification is little by little, the forgiven become the forgiving. The healed becomes a healing person. The love becomes the loving. God doing most of it and then pulling it all together in the final move. That's sanctification. Amen? So um, the summary of Easter, as we wrap up the great 50 days, um, I want to ask a question. Can all of us at least acknowledge that what the Christian faith professes, whether we fully understand it or, or even believe it, that what the Christian faith professes is that Christ Jesus raised from the dead is what God has in store for us, his people. All right? Yes, we live an imperfect life. Yes, we struggle with kindness and mercy, but we will all die one day. But what Christ's resurrection ultimately means for us is that we will be raised like him on the day of resurrection. 
the day of resurrection of all creation. An often quoted scripture from Philippians, um, I am sure of this, Paul writes in Philippians 1.6, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Have any of you ever heard that text? Well, the remainder of that says this, at the day of Christ Jesus. That's the day of resurrection. The day of Jesus Christ's resurrection is the final play that we will be made like Christ in his eternal glory. You know, I know looking at me, hang tight. You know, if you're having problems with me, hang tight. I'm going to be amazing one day. <laughs> you are too. The promise that we have is that we will be fully raised like Christ in our perfect Holy Spirit-filled flesh and blood bodies. That is the Christian faith. All right? So ask yourself, do you believe this? Can you embrace this? In the first chapters of Acts, uh, first chapter, we find Peter standing up with the others. There were 120 of them, men and women, um, seeking discernment on who to fill Judas's place. Not Judas, the son of James, but Judas Iscariot. Um, and he says this. This is a criteria. Someone who's been with us from the beginning and was a witness to the resurrection. Resurrection was central to the early proclamation of the gospel. Paul, writing to the young church in Corinth, says this, 1 Corinthians 15, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is in vain. What Easter tells us, and if you've been here throughout the Easter season, we said it over and over, if there's no resurrection, we have no hope. If you're one who finds resurrection, some fanciful doctrine with little application to your life, then I want to encourage you to do something for me. Do something for yourself. Read 1 Corinthians 15, the whole chapter. Invite the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and discernment of what that text is. And read it again and read it again. And ask yourself, can I believe this? If you can, and you can believe that what Christ did on the cross and raised from the dead, that you're forgiven, and then you can become a forgiving person, a healing person, and a loving person. And that's sanctification. Amen? So, as we begin to let our hearts and minds consider that Christ did indeed manifest the full love of God by becoming one of us, then accept that God really loves us, and all our unloveliness, and then the journey, the road, the process of becoming fully like the one who created us in his image is no longer completely veiled. It begins to unveil, and we begin to see what God is doing. Um, of becoming is a great word to say. We're becoming what God intended. The biblical word for this unveiling, as I said, is sanctification. And Jesus prayed this in John 17. Holy Father, keep them in your name. Sanctify them in the truth. The truth of what? The truth of the word. The truth of the word that says what Jesus did on the cross and was raised from the dead is for us as well. That's the truth. Um, I send them into the world for their sake. And I sanctify, actually, is another translation of the word consecrate, myself that they also may be sanctified. So in the opening acts of Jesus stood before the disciples, right before they, he ascended, and he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem, 
and I want you to wait. And then waiting, um, the promise of the Holy Spirit will come. Now, let me just say this. If you're not confused yet, then you probably haven't been listening. It, it, it's not easy, is it, this concept of sanctification? Um, but I believe a worthy metaphor for this is graduation. All right? Graduation um, that's going around all around our country. Today, we have two that we're acknowledging. We've got Lydia Walsh over here and Betty Hemby over there, both of them. And Taylor's going to mention that at announcement time. Wherever ta- there's Taylor over there. Um, and say a little bit more about that. But what is graduation? In a sense, graduation is the family releasing them into the world. And these two young ladies um, are very fortunate. They got moms and dads, both of them, and families that love them and have raised them in the faith and have grounded them in the truth of who Christ is. Um, And so their ongoing life is a life of sanctification. That's what's going on, Betty. You thought you were just going to college. It's sanctification. You too. It's sanctification. Everything we do day to day, God working in us is the work of the Holy Spirit, sanctifying our life, maturing us, helping us to become who God intended for us to be. Um, Graduation, in a sense, isn't that what the disciples were doing? Jesus ascended, said, go. I'm no longer going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Now let God have his way in your life. Um, And so we look at this narrative of the first followers of Jesus. In a sense, it was their graduation. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to get to what really goes on today because that happens in the second chapter. And I'm going to mention that in a couple of weeks on on Trinity Sunday. But I want to make two simple applications, all right, to wrap this thing up from Acts. Um, So as I look at the book of Acts... In this early chapter, the Holy Spirit had not been given yet. It doesn't mean the Holy Spirit wasn't working yet, but the process was going on. And it said that they returned to Jerusalem. And in verse 14, all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. I believe that if the sanctification is working in your life, then prayer will be a passion that you have, all right? So you're thinking, wow. And I I can testify in my own life. When I find myself stumbling and not really seeking the Lord, it's probably because my prayer life um, has gotten weak. I'm not devoting myself to prayer. Sanctification will produce a desire for a prayer-filled life. Prayer is relationship with God. It's, uh, it's, it's about sharing and listening and listening and sharing. And then I think it's more about listening and listening and listening and being still and being quiet. You know, as we pray for Mark and, and Brooke on their three-month sabbatical, Mark and I have talked about the need to just have quiet time without all the things going on and just to listen to the Lord. So sanctification will produce, I believe, the work of the Holy Spirit in our life will produce a prayer-filled life. Um, I find it so encouraging um, in that second part where Peter stood up and among the brothers and they were going to figure out how to replace Judas. And I, I don't know if it, the text doesn't say this, but how many of you have ever felt just a real sorrow for Judas? I mean, I have. And I can't imagine that Judas 
who was with them from the beginning, who was a witness to the resurrection in a sense that Christ had told him he wasn't there. He'd already um, committed suicide. But, but guess what? He was numbered amongst them. God set him apart for that. And I can't imagine they didn't grieve him. And so what did they do? They went to the Scriptures. Um, and in two of the obscure Psalms, they found those texts. May his camp become desolate, let no one dwell there, and then let another take his place. And they were enabled in their grief and sorrow um, to move through that period of time. And they were able to elect, if you will, or set apart two. And the, as once again, as I said earlier, who were with them from the beginning and witness to the resurrection. Um, and they sanctified, if you will, their ministry. Um, a passion for prayer and a passion for the Word to help us navigate the very difficult times that we're in. Um, so I want to hold this thought um, for a couple of weeks of what the early church looked like. Um, and I, I want to close with this. You know, this journey that we're on is often very difficult, this sanctification process. And um, Lydia and, and, and Betty, you can have some wonderful times um, in college, and it'll be challenging. You'll have lots of successes, knowing you too, but there'll be some failures. And that's sanctification too, guys. Um, we learn from not only the good things we do, but the bad things we do. And God is working in us, and we might make some wrong turns. And if any of you made wrong turns, that road back to getting right and in the process could be a long road sometimes. But it's sanctification because God's promise is he never leaves us. He never abandons us. So in a little bit, we'll pray for you too. But I want to say that to wherever you are right now, whatever your journey is, you've got to believe that the victory um, has been won. I told Wendell this morning in that last little line of the psalm, um, and he, he basically said, well, that's not what he was thinking about, but this is what came to me, is what was God doing in that psalm? Somebody pull it out there, Clancy, for me. Read the last two lines of the refrain. Who marches? Yeah. Who marches through the wilderness to bring his children home. So what I hear in that is this is God working with us, won the victory, and what is his ultimate goal? Is to what? Bring us home. That's sanctification. Amen? Amen.